Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. So I switched to Boost Mobile and got this free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone. Why do you think they call it the Galaxy? Maybe because the Samsung Galaxy A23 has a huge screen, and galaxies are huge gravitationally bound systems of stars rotating around a supermassive black hole. And the phone is free? When you switch to Boost Mobile. Cool. You lost me at gravitationally bound. Switch to Boost and get a free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone. Boost Mobile. Unleash your power. Limited time offer while supplies last. New customers only. Excludes tax. One device offer per line. Only available on certain networks. 5G not available everywhere. Additional restrictions apply. See your local Boost Mobile store for details. Tanner Hendrickson, I'm Brandon Kylie. It's BK and Ferrario here on 101 ESPN. Always enjoy going out to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line to be joined by our friend, the baseball writer and analyst for MLB.com and MLB Network. He's Mike Petriello joining us here on the show. Mike, appreciate the time as always, man. How you doing today? I'm doing great. Happy holidays to you both. Absolutely insane to you. Let's start kind of big picture here, Mike. I'm just curious, you know, it's it's been a wild offseason already. It kind of feels like things are getting more back to normal, and maybe this is, they always said, like the new normal or whatever. I think that gets overstated, but it, it almost feels like it is a bit of a new normal with the length of some of these contracts that we're seeing. What's been your biggest takeaway so far from what we've seen this offseason? Well, I think you're absolutely right about getting back to a sense of normalcy, and that's not just in the sense of whatever stage of the pandemic we're in, but also the fact that it's the first year of a new collective bargaining agreement, right? So last year, tons of uncertainty, and now for at least the next couple of years, you know what the rules are going to be, and I think that every time there's a new agreement, that kind of motivates teams to be a little more aggressive in their spending, um, and that's not even including just the fact that Steve Cohen is a very unique owner on top of all of that. So, I mean, that's been good to see. And I think that's sort of been driving some of the length of these deals. And I know that, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13 year deals are stunning for a lot of people as they are for me. But I think it's pretty clear that it's not that teams like magically think 40 year olds are going to be great players. It's that they've evaluated the new CBA. They think this is what makes the most sense for them in terms of keeping the average annual value. And to be honest, for a lot of these GMs, if it doesn't work out, then 11 years from now, that's somebody else's problem. <laughs> Mike, uh, out of the three shortstops that signed those long-term deals this offseason, what team do you think is going to regret it the most? Well, I don't know if I'd say regret because they're all very good players, right? The the player of the three I think I like the least, which is a, a way I hate to say it because he's 
extremely good is probably Xander Bogarts, um, just because there were some weird things in his underlying power metrics last year, which may have been injury-driven. He had a collision with a teammate where I hurt his uh, wrist and shoulder, I believe. And I don't look at him as a long-term shortstop, um, at least not in the same way I would for Correa or Swanson. And, I, you know, again, I, I like him very much. I think he's going to help the Padres. I think they're going to be a very good team. But if I had to rate the three guys who signed, well, it's going to be Correa and Turner 2 and Bogarts 3. Yeah, that's that's the one that I was looking at as well. I, I loved the idea of Bogarts as potentially being an option for the Cardinals. And then I saw the money that he got. I was like, OK, nope. I, I guess I get it. It makes sense to me that they didn't end up getting into that market. Mike, another guy that we talked a lot about this offseason for the Cardinals as a potential fit was Carlos Rodon. And yesterday he officially signed with the New York Yankees. And it's possible he was just always going to sign with the Yankees. The reports from the very beginning were that he kind of wanted to play there and there was a clear fit between the two sides. Six years, $162 million is a lot of money, but it's not like a crazy outlandish out of this world amount. Do you think that the Cardinals made a mistake by not diving into that market? Yeah, what I've learned so far this winter is that whatever your expectations were of the free agent market six weeks ago, you can't react to deals now based on that without having like paid attention to the entire hot stove. Because you're right, you know, at the beginning of the winter, six and one sixty two for Odon uh, probably would have made my jaw drop. And I saw it last night, and I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, great, that that yep. sounds perfectly normal. As far as the Cardinals go, I mean, certainly they were not the only other team in the mix here, right? The Twins badly wanted him, the Giants wanted him, a couple other teams, I'm sure. I think it's a miss for them just in the sense that he was the only remaining guy who was really going to raise the ceiling of their starting pitching, right? Like they've got starting pitchers. They've got six or seven or eight guys that you would feel comfortable rolling out to start a game next year, which is great. Like that's fantastic depth, but there's not anyone I really feel like strongly comfortable about to be your number one starter, you know, like Flaherty when he's healthy, sure. But it's been such a long time. And as you all know, just about nobody aside from Matt's has signed past this upcoming season. So you could go add some depth. You could get Waka back or Alfaldi or somebody, but those are number four starters. You know, if you wanted a number one, which Rodon is, he was the only guy out there. And for a rotation that doesn't really miss a lot of bats, I think it was a missed opportunity to bring in someone who's really going to give you that who's going to start game one of a playoff series. Is that going to be their shortcoming this season, Mike, not having that ace in their rotation in terms of competing with the other top teams? I think so. I think that's especially true when you get to the postseason. And, you know, not to diminish any of these guys, but you didn't really want to be in a situation where Jose Quintana was starting such an important game. And I know he pitched well, obviously. Uh, but, you know, you look at the other teams. You look at the Mets, right? Oh, they got two living legends atop their lineup. You look at the uh, the Phillies, you know. You've got Aaron Nolan, Zach Wheeler, you know, on and on and on. You can't really get through the postseason without at least, like, one fire-breathing ace. And I'm not sure the Cardinals have that. Is that something that you think you can typically acquire at the trade deadline? Because I'm with you, Mike. That's been my concern, and it's why I argued that they should be in on Carlos Rodon. But I, I look at them now, and it's like, okay, maybe they're just going to see what this looks like for Flaherty at the beginning of the season. And if it doesn't end up working out with him being a number one again, they, they try to get a guy at the deadline. How likely is that? I think the division they're in helps make that a little more reasonable because you look at the rest of the division, you know, the three teams at the bottom, the Reds, the Pirates, and even the Cubs, I really don't like as being real contenders, you know, and I'm never going to count out the Brewers based on the fact they always seem to overperform what we think, but they haven't really done that much this winter either. So for me, if the Cardinals are the clear, you know, number one team in the central and you can maybe say, okay, well, we're going to see what happens. We're going to see who's healthy and all this. 
And then you can look for a, you know, an ace type at the deadline, but you can't count on that guy being there because you look at the teams who are likely to be selling, you know, are you getting an ace out of the A's? Are you getting an ace out of the pirates out of the nationals? Like probably not. And if by some miracle, there is one of those guys out there, right? Like let's say the angels say, okay, Shohei Otani's available. Hmm. Well, there's going to be 15 other teams that are going to want him. You know, you can't count on him being there. With that, all of this talk, Mike, of us talking about them missing that ace at the front of their rotation and it possibly being the shortcomings, do you feel like the offseason that the Cardinals had of signing Wilson Contreras, do you feel like their offense sets up enough to where they can overcome that lack of an ace in their rotation? I think it's going to be better than it was last year because I, I know you know nobody in, in his final season really wanted to say anything negative about Yadier Merlina, but the bat was not there, right? <laughs> the bat was a huge negative behind the plate. I got a lot of pushback when I said they should be pinching yeah, for him you, in late-game situations. Mike, why do you hate St. Louis? Why do you hate the Cardinals? <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Listen, like, you got to be a Hall of Famer. I get it, all of it. But over the last like three seasons, the bat is just – he was not there for his bat. Let's say that. He was there for the defense and the name on the back of his jersey. So it's not like you're you're taking Contreras and saying, okay, I'm going from average to above average. You're going from like unplayable to above average. You know that is a huge improvement. But it's really going to come down to, and I don't have a good answer for you on this. What kind of Dylan Carlson do you get? What kind of Tyler O'Neill do you get? You know, I'm a, I have higher hopes on Carlson. I think just because he's so young. You know, he had a great season and then a poor season, and he was injured. And I think the talent is there. I'm a little less sure about O'Neill. But you, the thing I keep coming back to is the time frame here is somewhat limited. Like, I know Paul Goldschmidt had a phenomenal year last year. We all know that. Well, he's going to be 36 years old. <laughs> like, time is not aging backwards here. And if he's not that guy, um, then the lineup is going to be in a little bit more trouble because it wasn't a deep lineup last year, but you had him and you had Arenado and, you know, Pools when he was doing his thing. And it wasn't great beyond, I don't know, Newbar. So it's improved over last year but I don't think it's a good enough offense where you're going to be you know, putting up eight runs a game and overcoming the fact that you don't really have an ace. Mike Petriello is our guest for another couple of minutes here on 101 ESPN. You can find his work over at MLB.com, and you can see him occasionally on MLB Network as well. He's a great follow on Twitter, at Mike underscore Petriello. Uh, Mike, I did want to ask you, just kind of pushing forward here for the Cardinals this offseason, it is not the same free agent market that it was at the beginning of the offseason. I think like 30 of the top 50 free agents by most accounts have already been signed. Is there anything in particular that at this point in time you think that the Cardinals could or should do that you would like to see them do? Well, I think every single contender available should still want to improve the bullpen. You know, that's not specific to the Cardinals. That's true of everybody. There is an argument to go get like an Evaldi or somebody just in the sense where it's like, I don't have a ton of confidence in, you know, is Wainwright going to give you 32 starts? Is Flaherty going to give you 32 starts? What I think would be interesting is uh, you can see if you could try to do some kind of contract for contract trade out of Paul DeYoung. And I'm not entirely sure what that would be, but I'm perfectly comfortable with Tommy Edmond as a shortstop. Like I have no problem with that there. You know, Donovan and uh, Gorman playing second base. There's not really a spot for DeYoung on the team, I don't think. So could you flip him? to somewhere where they've got, I don't know, a, a lefty reliever who hasn't worked out. I don't have a great name for you off the top of my head. But, it, you know, since they have missed out on, like, the top-level free agents, and I don't think Swanson's a great fit, that does seem to be something interesting they could try. Two more questions that I have for you, Mike, and let's stick on the bullpen. Is there a name free agency-wise that you feel like makes sense for the Cardinals or the guy that you like? 
Uh, you know, it was a pretty thin relief market to begin with, right? Because Edwin Diaz got retained and Robert Suarez got retained. And there's, uh, you know, not that much left. I would be pretty interested um, in Taylor Rogers. You know, I know when he got traded last year in the Josh Hader deal, it didn't go well for him. But this is a guy who'd been really good for a number of years. And when I look at the underlying, you know, skill set, it's not like the velocity is massively down. It's not like he's, you know, pitch movement is massively down. This is a guy I would be willing to bet on success because he's not necessarily a big name. I don't think people realize like just how good he had been, especially when he was with Minnesota. And that's a guy I could see really making an impact on the team. Final one for me, Mike. I've seen a lot of chatter about Brian Reynolds with the Pittsburgh Pirates. Do you feel like he gets moved? And does it make any sense for the Cardinals to make a call about that? <laughs> you know, you guys would probably know the answer to this better than I would. Um, when is the last time there's been a notable trade between the Pirates and the Cardinals? I cannot imagine it's been recently. Jose because... Quintana? Yeah, Quintana. <laughs> no. That's, that's okay. a very different level of trade than this would be. The answer is, like, basically never. They got an ace in that trade the Cardinals did. Yeah, it was I don't know. Was Andy Van Slake a trade or a free agent back in the day? I can't yeah, remember. But It's, it's listen, been more I, than 20 years. Exactly. Listen, um, I, I personally, were I running a team, I would have no problem trading in the division, right? If I'm not going to win, I'm going to take away top prospects from my competitors. That'd be great. doesn't seem to be the way that teams are actually approaching this. I don't think the Pirates actually want to trade him. You know, like I don't. I don't think his trade demand really means much. Like he's expressing, he's not happy. But he's not going to hold out. It's not like he's not going to show up at camp. So he'll still be there. And I think if they want to put him on the market, there's probably going to be teams, you know, more desperate. Like the Marlins are desperate for an outfielder. I think the Yankees would be a great fit. There's a bunch of other teams that would really like him. So is he sure? Uh, by the time the market, I think you're going to have answers to some questions about the guys you already have. You're going to know more about Carlson. You're going to know more about O'Neill. You know, guys in the minors like Walker, you'll learn a little bit more about. So I think it wouldn't be a trade for the current Cardinals roster. It would be, by the time he's out there, a trade for a team you know a little bit more about. Mike, we'll get you out of here on this one and appreciate the time as always. Is there a pitcher out there that whether it's now or closer to the deadline you think is maybe a, a number one or a number two, a front-end starter that you think could be of interest for teams that are looking to trade for a pitcher? Is there a starter out there that you think might be interesting for the Cardinals? And like Pablo Lopez is kind of the stock answer here. Is there anybody else? That's a fascinating question because you know, you've really got two groups of teams, right? You've got teams where I can sit here right now and say they're not going to be good and there's not going to be anybody I want to trade for. And then you've got another group of teams where it's like, if they're not good, then it might be because the starting pitchers weren't pitching well, right? You might think about them differently at the time. But if they come to mind, I'm not sure that either of them would actually be traded. I love Herman Marquez from the Rockies. I think he's so underrated. I think because he pitches at cores, the numbers don't look great. If they were ever to make him available, that would be a guy I would go all in on. And uh, the other name I would have for you is uh, an old friend from back in the Cardinals minor league system back in the day, Zach Gallen. You know, if the Diamondbacks fall apart in a very tough division, do they put him out there? Because that would be a guy I think would be extremely interesting. I don't know that the Rockies are picking up the phone right now when the Cardinals call. <laughs> <laughs> they are. Herman Marquez might be a guy that is of interest. They got $50 million reasons why not to answer that <laughs> yeah. phone. Hey, Mike, I appreciate the time as always, man. It was great to catch up. Have yourself a happy holidays, and we wish you and the New Jersey Devils all the best here as we move forward. Oh, yeah. Oh, I could talk for like 20 more minutes based on that, but I don't think anybody wants that. <laughs> Mike, I tell you what, when the Blues play the Devils, I'm giving you a call for our pregame show because I got a lot of questions about what they've been doing right 
Oh, I can't wait. I look forward to it, guys. Happy holidays to you and yours. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. So I switched to Boost Mobile and got this free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone. Why do you think they call it the Galaxy? Maybe because the Samsung Galaxy A23 has a huge screen, and galaxies are huge gravitationally bound systems of stars rotating around a supermassive black hole. And the phone is free? When you switch to Boost Mobile. Cool. You lost me at gravitationally bound. Switch to Boost and get a free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone. Boost Mobile. Unleash your power. Limited time offer while supplies last. New customers only. Excludes tax. One device offer per line. Only available on certain networks. 5G not available everywhere. Additional restrictions apply. See your local Boost Mobile store for details.